Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome to another edition of Rule the Galaxy, the best Star Wars podcast, maybe ever, if I can be so bold as to say that myself. My name is Nick Shesky. I am not Joe Molinero, and some of you are about to log off, but don't log off yet, because even though Joe is great, we are back with another edition of the Clone Wars Chronicles, your ongoing uh, half-bake, small-take of a show that came out a while ago, but man, it's still near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we got a lot of Clone Wars we're going to talk about. It's really awesome. But I am also joined uh, in the co-pilot seat by none other than my good friend, Mr. Sam Caldwell. Sam, how the heck are you? Uh, Nick, I am doing great. We're back. Golly. Uh, I, I listen every week and it's like, I feel like I never left. And I'm like, oh yeah, we haven't done a show in three months, maybe. Uh, but it's good to be back. Uh, I'm glad to avoid watching the Bears for a little bit, which will be great for my mental health. Uh, and then I'm glad to be back on the show. Uh, you know, we start up the school year. I teach biology. Um, football season's over. Um, and so my my about, you know, 50, 60 hours a week are back from my non-paying job that I get to do. So excited to be that back. Now, excited that, to... that now you fill with Funko Pop behind you. Right, right. And now I fill with Star Wars uh, merchandise that, you know, is always gets gets a, a couple eyebrow raises and eye rolls from my, my wonderful wife. But uh yeah just glad to be uh, i'm gonna steal this from somebody else on the show i don't remember but i just i'm just glad to talk the wars you know, oh brent dykeman i was gonna yes. say is that a brent dykeman yeah there we go that is no, i'm just here to talk the wars you we, we're here to talk the wars and you said it a second ago it feels like it's been forever we've had quite a bit of life happen not that anybody that listens to the podcast really cares about what happens in our personal life uh but man between jobs between football between sickness between family uh, between growing families, dude, all kinds of stuff uh, in the works. And to everybody who listened to the Clone Wars Chronicles up to this point as like the little offshoot of Rule of the Galaxy, we apologize that it's taken so long. Man, uh, I know some of you have been sitting on the edge of your seats waiting for <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody's been waiting for this. But if you were waiting for it, you said, what happened? Did Nick and Sam fall off a cliff? Thank you for bearing with us as we as we get there. And big thank you to Joe Molinero for enduring with us and you know I, I think i said two months ago on the podcast like, we got another one coming this week and then life happened and got in the way it didn't happen so joe thank you for your it patience. was only one month ago oh i'm glad you remember one month ago freaking blur man like i have no clue what's going on and and where we're at and anyway though lots of great star wars to talk about tonight and sam and i as we were talking about man what arcs we want to do. The last arc, Sam, I believe that we did was uh, the Malevolence arc. Malevolence arc. We didn't do which one was, after that? No, I think it was. Oh, no, you're arc, right. That was the last one we did. Which is tragic, which means that we've only done two. We've done one standalone episode and we've done the Malevolence arc and it just took so long to get back. Season the, one is a little barren. Yeah, you know, you can definitely tell. And maybe this is just a comment on Clone Wars as a whole. Like, when you watch season seven of Clone Wars, the graphics, uh, the look of everything, like it is visually stunning. It pulls you in. Season one, it kind of feels like we don't know if this is going to work. So let's put some money into it. Maybe we self-finance it and, you know, kind of make that work. How, did you feel that way watching 
this season? It did. Even even watching this last, and it's not the last arc of the season. I think there's one episode at the end that like leads into season two. But even watching this last episode, I was amazed. I don't know if it's because the last thing I've watched is Bad Batch. Um, ever since Star Wars Visions came out, I've been watching uh, a little bit more anime um, than I maybe would have had before. And so like after watching all these crisp animations in like 2D, going back to season one of Clone Wars here, I was like, it grew. It grew. Yeah, it did. They uh, really came into their own later. And yeah. the, the arc that we decided and landed on was actually the Ryloth arc. And Sam, you had texted me originally and said, hey, we should do the Ryloth, Ryloth arc. Was there any reasoning in your mind, other than the fact that it's awesome, and any reasoning as to like, hey, the next one we should do is this one? Well, I think that this arc's really good because it... Um, it kind of encapsulates like the clone wars uh like it's right. a three episode arc um it it takes like your main characters anakin ahsoka gives them their own story but it also like opens up the galaxy a little bit um like you know if this was 2008 and you were watching this this might be like an insignificant plan with some ins insignificant characters uh but it really kind of leads to some really big star wars moments throughout and then it just again kind of encapsulates that like that clone wars part right there's new clones um each of them kind of has their own personality how they're interacting like on the battlefield and like it feels like you're in a uh, a war type episode so it kind of encapsulates the whole show a little bit uh which is good for this early season uh episode arc i think you're absolutely right and and it's interesting watching back at season one i feel like they were kind of not finding their way, but they were kind of finding their way as far as like, you know, I, I feel like it happened when we watched later seasons of the Clone Wars too, where like you would go through lulls, right? Where you would have like really great arc and then you'd have like a three arc, not throwaway, but like when you have like the Bombad Jedi, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, like Jar Jar ones, you're like, this is That good. was the last one we did. Did we the do that Gun one? Ray arc. Golly, yeah. we did the new Gunray arc. Okay, so I don't feel as bad. We've gotten a couple of these in. I still feel pretty bad, but we got some of those in it. Um, but like but that one felt like a little throwaway, a little like, we're, you know, we're going towards a younger audience. I really like this Ryloth arc. And the more we talk about it in particular because of where it takes you and what it's setting up further down the road. And one of the things that we'll talk about throughout this is that the Star Wars that we've gotten from the Filoniverse, man, really kind of gets its origins in some of this season, the amount of spoilers that you see, or not spoilers, uh, like Easter eggs that you see throughout yeah. this arc that show up later in like the Mandalorian or in the Bad Batch. Like it, it's just, it's shocking watching some of this stuff now in hindsight going like, man, this was like 2008 when this came out and they already had, you know, the blurgs from the Mandalorian, yeah. like ready to go in, in like, when we watched it, we're like, Blurgs, that's cool. I've never seen those before. Yes, you have. In 2008, way back in the early, really poorly animated, you know, season one of Clone Wars. So um, I wonder, Sam, maybe maybe you tee us up and just give us the three-episode arc for those who, I'm assuming if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast, you might know what Ryloth is, where Ryloth's at, like the idea. Just give us an, a brief overview of, you know, the arc, you mentioned the different people that were hitting. I, I you go for it. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a, like you said, three episode arc. And, 
Uh, the first one very much is focused more. It, it almost feels like a one plus two. Like one feels very much like a, an Ahsoka episode, like with Anakin. And like it could have just been a standalone. Um, and then the second two are more about like actually liberating Ryloth and like the Republic's presence there of separatists and the battle and everything. So then the first one, um, that you know, they're they're going, they're going to Ryloth has been taken over by the separatists. Um, and so they, they need to break this blockade in order to get there. And so the, the whatever the Nemoidian who's in charge of the blockade is randomly just very good at tactics and knows, oh, it's General Skywalker, here's what they're going to do. And, and so uh, uh, Ahsoka gets her own command of uh, fighters and they go out um, and she's like uber confident and disobeys orders. Hey, we can make it. We can make it. Kind of is like, well, Anakin does this. I can do it. We're going to go. They get pulled back and all of her troops uh, die. Classic Clone Wars of like, hey, 12-year-olds, here's some uh, casualties <laughs> of war. Um, go suffer with that trauma for the rest of your life. You know what uh, makes for great primetime Cartoon Network? Useless slaughter of clones that you yep. get like nicknames of 12 seconds before they die. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wish I could remember one of their names. I, I feel like the first one I watched like a couple weeks ago. I watched the last two last night. Uh, but this first one I watched a while ago. So forgive me if I get some plot points wrong. No, no, uh, so, Well, maybe, maybe we stop on that one, Sam, because I, I do think what we're going to do is just talk high points throughout some of these. If you really want in-depth, we'd say, hey, go watch it. It's episode um but 19 20 21 of the yep. last season or the first season of the clone wars um and what i love in particular about this three episode arc sam and we'll, we'll hone in on this first one is that you get different characters from out the clone wars in the same plot but each episode like hones in on a different mm. group of characters so that first one you're talking about of anakin and ahsoka i feel like we get more in depth here on their relationship but also you start to see uh that the way i wrote it in my notes is like you see ahsoka become like she grows up a little bit yep. in this episode from just yep. this like well we can go do this and we gotta complete the mission and make it happen to you see her you know love for the clones and kind of her her ability to put their lives before the mission come into fruition a little bit more yeah no i, I think that's a great point so like i mean you know we've talked as you guys have talked on the show, and I'm, I'm sure that we'll talk about it as we go along. I'm just like the the exponential character growth of her character, but this is a great stepping stone that you can see from just like totally brash and like I can do this to like thoughtful confidence um, that she brings to all of her situations. Which is interesting too, like watching, it's been so funny watching back season one of this, now knowing what we know, like watching from the from the end of season seven where she is maybe one of the greatest characters in this whole clone wars like like everybody thinks it's about anakin and obi-wan it's about ahsoka like the entire yeah. you know clone war show right um in like her vantage point and i love the end season seven with her vantage point of the events that are going on pays it off all the way to the mandalorian where you know rosario dawson now shows up and you see this fully mature uh you know ahsoka who's this gray jedi it's funny watching back episode one or uh, season one and remembering how annoyed i was with ahsoka and going like this is why i was annoyed like this is what like uh everything to the costume design which changes later down the road like she's still very like middle schooly very girlish 
very, very little girlish middle school. And, and I had this thought and I'm curious what you think, like, because as we're watching this episode, this, this whole first episode is all about tactics. Like it's like a chess game in space to the point of like, you know, I'll say spoiler, but if you haven't seen it yet, it came out in 2008. So I'm sorry about you, (laughs) but, but literally like crashing empty ships into blockades and blowing stuff, you know, like all this like tactical stuff. And my question to you, Sam, is this, the Jedi, right? Guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, not necessarily like wartime generals. And so unless I've missed something, how do we go from like peacetime war generals to now where like these expert tacticians that know like Ahsoka's like 13 years old and it's like here you want command of an entire fleet of grown a clone men that you can like fly around and go do stuff with it, like explain that to me it adds a little validity to a uh, sheaves convincing of the public that the jedi were bad right that they could just, interesting uh, right? they weren't actually just like peacetime people it's like well they were perfectly content to oh shoot if we have to we'll if go we have them. to oh no uh yeah that's a good uh, good good question there now one might say maybe they're just naturally inclined to strategic things because if you are a jedi and you need to be you know uh solve things in creative ways that you're actually pretty good at strategy but uh yeah they put a lot of faith in um small children in this show uh, yeah Maybe, maybe a little bit too much. I will say one of the things I like, so, so you know, to that you already had mentioned it, right? So they, they go back, they regroup. And so I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And Anakin does a great move. And this is one of those things that, like, as a teacher and a coach, like, I, I love this. Maybe you can relate as a youth pastor. Like, he just is like, this person needs to be equipped and just, like, you can do it. And I'm going to put them in a situation where, like, if you don't, we're screwed. And he's yeah. like, here's the plan. I'm out, and if you don't save me, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm going to get jettisoned so, off in an escape yeah. pod, float around in space, and just hope for the best. And you better come rescue me, otherwise yeah. I'm probably going to die. So yeah. he just goes off and does this, and she rises to the occasion, right? Comes yeah. and does it at the right moment, and they're able to save him and uh, destroy the droid blockade and uh, punch their way through to Ryloth. But uh, I think that's a good moment, too, because the movies, we've talked about this, too, the movies don't give you a great view of Anakin you know we see him in Attack of the Clones woof you know I like of, that movie I like I, that movie, I, hey, not go through movie my grave in my top five favorite you love Attack of the, Attack of the Clones I'm a little you know Dated? I can't get past the script one. but it's almost because like the teenage angst is almost too much for me yeah. Uh, but you don't, you know, and all of a sudden you're in episode three and it's like, oh, I'm 22 and I'm this Jedi master who like can do all this stuff. Whereas like this actually shows you like, oh, look at you like growing and like doing mm. these. Things. So I, I yeah. thought that was a good moment. I'm with you. I, I, and my, one of my last thoughts on this episode in particular, we can, we can continue to move on because because there's more, I feel like there's more meat in the second and the third one, I thought. Uh, I guess what I'm curious in is like, there's this line that Obi-Wan says at the end, like they they blow up the blockade and, and really they blow up the blockade by sacrificing a capital ship. Like they just go like, Hey, you know what? We got this capital ship. We're going to fly it straight into the Nemoidian cruiser, blow the thing up. They'll never see it coming. Right. Like it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And Obi-Wan shows up and they're missing a ship. And he just goes, do I even want to know or something to that effect? And they're like, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's fine. <laughs> 
I understand that we're dealing and living in a fake universe that's not real as much as it pains me to say that. However, the frugal, stingy side of Nick sees this and I go, hang on a second. Are there no repercussions for just like, I flew the ship I was entrusted with into the side of an enemy ship and blew it up. And guess what? We got the supplies there, but we also just torpedoed like a 20 trillion dollar, you know, whatever. Managerial Nick has no place in the high uh, in the hierarchy of the Grand Army of the Republic. Let's just put it that way. You you would not I, I do don't. not farewell. I don't. I would not be just sacrificing spaceships <laughs> that can fly around and could come back and help us in different time. So I just I thought it was an interesting, like we we value these people, which is a cool comparison actually, and, and one that I want to talk about when we get into the other two, of looking at you know the separatists when you read some of the other stuff. Like if you read the uh, like dark disciple book. One of the most interesting moments in that book is when they show like a vantage point of Count Dooku giving a speech and the people on the planet that he's giving the speech of just like welcome Count Dooku with open arms. Like, thank you for liberating us from the Republic. Like, this is awesome. I like that in this, you get a different view of that where you see the separatists as like, we don't actually care about any of you. We yeah. just, we care more about like imposing and having control and having power where you see in the first of this episode, the Jedi kind of have the opposite approach to go like, hey, I'll blow up my ship if it'll mm, end yeah. the, you know, the blockade that's stopping people from getting supplies and from eating and they're dying. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting paradox that you see all throughout this entire arc of like, we care enough that like, we'll just destroy whatever we got to destroy to make sure that you're free. Um, yeah. For free, in, insert air quotes. But the separatists are all about, we just want to oppress you. We yeah, thought that was interesting. Really just want to be here to be here. Yeah. yeah. Any, any final thoughts on that first episode? Because I thought it was really good. I think the second and the third, for me, kind of paid off more. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just like I said, I, I think it's a good stepping stone in the growth of, of Ahsoka and Anakin. And one that, while obviously the centerpiece of this season, like, takes much, much more precedence or has a much bigger presence going forward. Right, right. So we, we go from the skies above Ryloth out in outer space. And in the second episode of this arc, we are now down on the planet and drop ships have landed, led by General Kenobi, voiced by James Arnold Taylor, who I just got to say out loud, James Arnold Taylor, thank you for the gift that you've given us as the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi and all these things. I mean, just one of my favorite vocal performances out of just about anything we do right up there with D Bradley Baker in my mind of just, mm, you know, yep. raw talent led by Obi-Wan Kenobi who are now going in and they're helping liberate some of these surrounding villages outside of the cap capital. Sam, anything you would, you would say to bring us into this arc or into this episode? Uh, no, besides I, this, this episode, up, this episode opens, which is the classic star Wars, like, we got three ships coming in and, you know, one or two of them without the main characters just get blown up. We're <laughs> dropping some drop ships. One of them has Obi-Wan on it and the rest of them we just watch get picked off by missiles. And it's like the amount of just nameless faces that blow up in this show and these movies. Excellent. You just know, too, like you see the door shut and you're like, man, we've just watched enough Star Wars that these these guys just aren't going to make it. Yeah. And those guys around there, they're like, Obi-Wan's not on the ship. <laughs> See you guys. 
<laughs> See you guys. And I like that this one was, they, they actually titled this one, The Innocence of Ryloth. And I really liked it because I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was interesting that, again, you talk about these mature themes in this kid show, right? Like all throughout this episode, you see this, um, you know, this dichotomy of like, well, we're soldiers here to liberate these people. And like, that's it. And, yeah. you know, we're here to do our job. Kind of, kind of what you would see from Crosshairs later in Bad Batch, like good soldiers yeah. follow orders. Like we just do the bare minimum of what we got to do. And then we get out and it's paired against this. Uh, I got to go back to my notes and find the two clones that we get that get separated from the rest of the group. Um, Waxer and Boyle. Waxer and Boyle, which sounds like they could be like, like goons in a Sherlock Holmes movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they took down Waxer and Boyle together, right? But, but you see, uh, I, I think Waxer is the one that has like the sympathy towards the Twilight people and mm -hmm. Boyle is the one that is like, these people are almost like subhuman. What are we doing here? We're on this kind of flea bitten back world, which yeah. I really appreciate that they go to Ryloth. I think just for me, you know, the Twilight people are, I, I just think it's cool. Like you see Bib Fortuna mm -hmm. in Return of the Jedi and you're immediately like, I want to know more about you and where you come from and what's going yeah. on. And I love that they just tie in this whole galaxy of stuff. So I, I set the stage a little bit, talk more about this episode. Uh, well, like you said, so, so they land, you know, they're, they're trying to storm the outer defenses. And, uh, I don't think this is the first time, and I, I should have done more research before this. I'm sorry. It's just a, a busy day. But, uh, you know, we, we get a real good look at the tactical droid in charge. And so, like, you know, well, I'm predicting this. I'm predicting that, like, right. we're going to get our defenses. So, so Kenobi and, and, the, and Cody and, and his battalion bust through the outer defenses. They do breach the city, and like you said, so they send off Waxer and Boyle to go uh, look for Scout and So they're talking about this abandoned city, and they find this little girl, this little Twilight girl, right? Um, and this, uh, this episode's got just like, again, going back to what I said before, the great, uh, the great kid show trifecta of uh, war crimes as the, <laughs> uh, as the separatists are using human shields to defend their base. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, casual casualties of war um and just letting people just die on the fly and not having a care unlike uh, uh some other kid shows uh, and then just like some vague racism you know as they they, they call them the tailheads uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember which one we should we should look this up right when you when you talk next i'll look up who's calling them the tailheads but uh just just casually throwing those things in there um but it is interesting and honestly adds the a little layer of realism right like you know you yeah. could see two soldiers in the real world being in a foreign land and like having similar conversations so if yeah. i this this girl they don't know like one of them sympathetic the other one's not so much she follows them uh, but she ends up leading them to safety from these gigantic creatures that the droids send out to attack the clones carnivorous in the clothes what are they they're carnivorous like like they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Like they don't eat droids, but they'll eat. No, no, clones. no, no. And I, and have you read, um, oh gosh, what is it? Is it Dark Lords of the Sith where yeah. Palpatine and Vader land on Ryloth? Yep. I think these are the creatures that like they talk about a lot in that book that just Man, like are, I think you're right, ruthlessly hunting me, which is also just a great callback to this episode. So, no, uh, so agree. they're led to safety. Uh, these creatures attack, 
Um, you know, then they thin out the numbers quite a bit, but um, Obi-Wan Kenobi through uh, ingenuity, you know, and the force that will lead them, corner them and they, they trap them and get away. And so uh, through that, though, eventually they're reunited uh, with Waxer Boyle and this this girl who keeps, I don't, I think her name's, is her name Nina? I think that sounds about right. Nira. I heard that somewhere in my, that's it, that's it. Yeah, Nira. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who also, by the way, I would be remiss to is say it Numa? My, or maybe her name's Numa. I think it's Numa. I got it right here in front of me. Yeah. Otherwise, Nira, she calls them Nira. That's it. She calls which them. Which we'll That's which it. we'll talk about later. But uh, Numa, fun fact, makes an appearance twice in Star Wars Rebels. Interesting. With, uh, Sham Sindula, who we'll talk about later. Okay. You know yeah. what, Sam? Before we move all the way on, you you said something there, and it it didn't trigger with me till now. But you said it added a layer of realism to this. And you know what this episode reminds me of? It almost reminds me of like watching uh, like Platoon or like uh, like Apocalypse Now or, you know, like almost this like, you know, Vietnam era. We go over and you have all these people on all different ends of the spectrum, almost morally. Like you look at Boyle and Boyle's like, leave her. Like we're not taking this girl with yeah. us. Like I'm not risking my neck for a tail hit. Like you said, you know, like I'm not. And then you have waxer who's like like this is what we've been sent here to do to like take care of these people and and what i thought was interesting like again they do a good job of keeping it like a kid show but it does just show you kind of the underside of you know the clones and what they're sent there to do and and to me it felt very much like when you read about these atrocious like war crimes and you read about you know mm-hmm. stuff that happened in vietnam and soldiers you know taking advantage of people yeah basically had this idea of like we're superior to you i think it's interesting like when you know you watch the documentaries and when lucas was um you know creating star wars it came out of this vietnam area era of uh you know the big bad galactic empire was actually the u.s right and the band of rebels was you know this group that's coming to overthrow that can fight back that can win against you know, this oppressive government that's coming around. So I thought it was interesting that you said that because I, I don't think it even clicked with me yet, but the idea, yeah, that's that's so right. It's, you know, it, it felt like very war timey. Like you're, you're seeing as a little kid, like the basic fundamentals of like wartime regimes, you know, like going against yeah. each other. Um, kind of like, and I don't know if you caught this. I saw it and again, all throughout these episodes, you see the Filoni-verse uh, Easter eggs that would come back later. The same, when they when they go back to her house and they get in there and it's like, oh, this is where your parents were killed. And they're like guessing like, man, I think this is where her parents were killed and all stuff. They hand her a little doll and you see that doll, that same sort of style of doll all throughout um, the rest of Clone Wars. You see it all throughout uh bad batch that's what omega has oh, yeah, uh, yeah, back yeah. in the back of her thing you see it in rebels it's actually what um ezra has at some point and i just think it's interesting like again all these kind of uh, outer yeah. rim worlds you know we all have some sort of similar culture and you know yeah the barbie looks different but everybody's got a barbie you know what everybody's i'm saying like got it's, one. Yep. it's it's kind of different but yeah dude i thought i thought this episode was was really good in the fact that it it creates some tension around well what are we here to do are we here to you know free these people or save these people or what yeah i thought it was interesting 
No, I, I think that's a that's a good point. Yeah, and that, and like you you're right because I'm almost thinking about like how it ends, and it's almost like it's inconsequential because it's more about like like you said the just like bigger picture of it and the deeper, more nuanced issues of war and being there than it is about that you know they eventually go through the tunnels and make it hooray right. they save the yeah, they take out the guns and the, the ships can come down or whatever so right uh that's a good point. Which, I, what, what I like about this arc, right? You start up in space and then you come down to this little like remote village that they're liberating. And then if, if we don't have anything else on this one, I think we move right into the third one, yeah. um, which is, I think of the three, I felt like it was the most, like it kept my attention uh, the most. And it was, uh, we had the innocence of Ryloth. and Victory then the on one, Ryloth? Liberty on Ryloth. Liberty on Where, Ryloth. you know, now we've moved from Anakin and Ahsoka We've moved to Obi-Wan and the clones. And now we've got Mace Windu who comes in, which I'll be honest with you. One of my favorite parts of the uh, Gendry Tartakovsky 2003 Clone Wars is the Mace Windu where he's like punching all those. Yeah. You know, like hand to hand combat, you know, leaping throughout. And so you see some of this throughout, uh, not, not the punching, but you just see like great acrobatic, feats by mace windu which is just awesome and and i thought it was good but now we are liberating the actual capital city which do you remember the capital city name why do i no why do i not remember this i gotta i gotta look that up while while we look into it but essentially the idea is mace windu says hey we are coming in and we're going to take in uh we're going to take over the capital city once we get the capital city we'll now have control of the entire planet and before we get into the mace windu actually liberating what i think is so interesting is uh you see Mace as a pragmatist that just goes like, we'll do whatever we got to do to free these people. Similar to what we've been talking about already. Do whatever we got to do to free these people. They're talking with Chancellor Palpatine, which again, I want to come all the way back full circle for something we talked about on one of the previous episodes. So much time. Who runs this guy's calendar? Like, how do you have time across time and space to just casually jump on a call with Mace Windu and be like, Give me an update on what's going on in Ryloth. Full, like, full, full royal garb, just like, yeah. yeah, I'm here. What's up? I just so happened to be with the prime minister of Ryloth here, and we're yeah. wondering, how's it going on our planet? Like, what are we? Uh, Lesu, L-E-S-S-U. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the name of it. Yeah, so I, I, you see right away, Mace Windu goes, I will get in there. We're going to take the city, do what needs to be done. It's very Samuel L. Jackson feel you know, even though he's not voicing him kind of this, you know, like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get in there and make it happen. And what I thought was interesting, which I don't remember seeing a ton of this in the season up to this point, but is like the political posturing that you see between, um, that you see between uh, Chan Sandula yeah. and Onfrita. Onfrita, that's his name. Yep. Yep. Or Onfrita is the elected official. Cham Sandula, who we would later come to find out and really be connected with, runs a little militia. And there's beef between the two of them, so much so that they can't even, like, they're saying, hey, let's find different solutions of liberating it. Don't uh, go with the rebels. Onfrita is like, I'd rather do something else than, than contact him. He can't be trusted. He can't be trusted. Yeah, right. Which, Which like, you. you know, his character design says, like, you were mayor of Chicago one time. Like, I don't think you can be trusted, buddy. Like, there's a lot right. of shit you got going on there. Right. Which uh, is where we get introduced to Cham Sandula, which Sam talked to us about Cham Sandula because 
I don't know if we knew it at the time. We definitely didn't know it at the time because I was just a you know, middle schooler and I didn't know nothing about nothing. But that Cham Sandula would be such a huge, you know, part yeah. of the Star Wars saga moving on. Well, so so I unlike you, you know, first of all, I can't even imagine if I had watched this in middle school, I would it wouldn't have mattered to me, right? I would have just been like, oh, there's another dude who's a character on my show. Hit something um, with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lightsaber? Where's Luke? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but even coming to this a couple years ago so i'm i'm pretty i mean i'm i'm around but i'm pretty unplugged from like the spoiler internet like yeah. you know i'm i'm around social media I'm, uh, enough i guess uh you know i i have my i can go places but like i don't go every day with the risk of being spoiled from most things and so like so I watched this and I had no idea who Sham Sandula was. And it wasn't until I watched Rebels when I was like, Sandula, Sandula, Sandula. Uh, Well, that's kind of, that name's familiar. Uh, but he, and even this last, uh, what was it? When did, when did Bad Batch end? Was that in the spring, summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when it, he's still there. Uh, he is a, he is a freedom fighter for Ryloth um trying to i should have come up with a good comparison of him uh, if i had really thought ahead but he he's is kind of like a william wallace like in, in a way yeah right? like there you go like a, he's like we you know we're the only thing i care about whether we live or we die is can we get our people free and and i'm with you sam i i remember a dude i went back and i watched all of rebels and it didn't even click for me until season seven of clone wars was coming out and I went back through and I watched it all over again. And I went, wait a minute. I know that last night. Like I know. And then it like clicked and you're like, wait, what is happening? Like this is, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. You know what it was? It was in Rebels because he shows up again in Rebels. He does. Because yeah. they go back to Ryloth. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, that, and he's like full on crazy old. Yeah. Not like Saul Guerrero crazy, but like kind of, you know, Pretty like, close. I'll do, I'll do anything to free Ryloth. Uh, sort of guy. I mean, he he is, and, and they, they allude to it in Rebels a lot too. I know this is when I'm talking about Rebels, but because uh, you see, this is the earliest you see him, right? It's just real early on. Like, I care about my people. You don't see his family, right? They don't show like his wife. They don't show Hera at all. Um, but it's like I care about my people more than anything else, right? I want Ryloth to be free, and he has a great conversation with Mace Windu. You know, Mace, classic Jedi, is like, well, we're the Republic. We're the good guys. You Just know, trust us. We're going to help you out. Trust us, and we'll, we'll free you. And it's like... And, and we won't says, leave uh, any presence around. Right. And it's like... Us. And he's like, he's like, so you're going to leave troops? He's like, well, we got to leave troops a little bit just to keep the peace. And he, and, and uh, uh, Shams Adua, this is the kind of guy he is. He says... Um, he says to Mace Windu, he's like, well, you know, you say a little bit of time, but how long until I'm fighting you then, Master Jedi? Come on. Uh, and he just is like, he is a no, no holds back. Like, I am not having people in my land. Like, I want Ryloth to be free, which tragically, you know, if you've kept up with Star Wars over time, you know, we really don't ever, don't ever see. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's my take on Shamsadula. Which I think, Sam, watching Bad Batch now and seeing that whole arc that they do with like the young Hera and 
you see Cham and his wife, and you see just the atrocities of the empire, like essentially killing on Frita, you know, setting up that Cham killed him, you know, kind of like, like all this stuff, like in my mind, it just sweetens this arc where you're right. Like you are seeing the unraveling of Cham Sandula, you know, all throughout this, like in this episode, in this arc, he's actually like very level-headed, like he's just riding around on Blurgs, which another spoiler again, you know, or not, not spoiler, Easter egg from the Mandalorian when they're riding on, riding on Blurgs. But you see the unraveling happen throughout Cham. And I just, I, I have such a deeper appreciation for what they were doing all the way back in 2008, uh, you know, to then come back in 2021 and pay yeah. that story off and to go, hey, you know, it'd be really cool is if we came full circle and we showed like they were they were laying the groundwork like it was going in the water so many, yeah. so many years before to get to 2021 where they would show this to us and we would be awed that we got to see Hera in like young chopper mm-hmm. but then see like oh my gosh this is exactly what he was talking about of like it's only a matter of time till I'm fighting the very people that have come to liberate me and yeah. kind of set us up and, and and be free and so um you know what is what is um the, the line that kept popping to mind was, I can't remember if it's Force Awakens. Yeah, I think it was Force Awakens where Maz Kanata, right? Says like, I've seen many people come and go, you know, it was, you know, I've seen the Republic and I've seen, you know, the Empire and I've seen the Sith and the Jedi and like all these, it's all about power, right? And so for me, I thought this was a cool arc in light of what we just came out of. And it only just shows again, man, the writing of this, like, it's like they're playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Yeah. Just stunning. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Um, can we, can we, can we talk about my favorite audio visual part? Maybe of the, of the whole Please. season, probably not of the whole show, but it's probably of the whole season. So, so, you know, we, we get introduced, we know all this stuff in there. Their plan is to storm the, the Capitol which they do. Uh, and we, we've already talked about Swat Tambor is the one who's, who's in charge. And he's very, uh, very arrogant about his success and the tactical droid eventually uh, abandons him and flies away. But so they, they devise this plan, right? Mace Windu and a couple clones get in a, get in a droid transport to go across the, first of all, we're in a galaxy far, far away with li- almost limitless technology and, this one plasma bridge is the only way in or out of the city. It's a little, it's a little. Is it? Yeah. Is it you, actually the only fly. way in or out? Huh? You could just fly. You could just fly. You could just force push people over the thing. I mean, there's a million things you can yeah. do. But anyway, so they get halfway across the bridge. This is my other favorite part is the droids have scanners in their hands to scan for human beings. Like metal detectors. But... So, so they detect the humans. Mason no gets out, kills them, kills them. You know, the, in the place, they're like, all right, shut down the, shut down the bridge. They shut down the bridge. You see it flicker and go, and the sound almost goes completely off. It like goes kind of like mute, and all you can kind of hear is like wind rushing. And Mace Windu like just kind of like all in a flash, like throws the two clones up. You know, he's like stepping, stepping, jumps, catches one of the things. He like looks the droid in the eye, turns him into the other one, blows up, jumps again. And it's all like silent during the whole thing, but it's just like, man, that dude's badass. That's it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it's, it's true. So it, good. It's kind of one of those moments where, like, it sucks you in. Like, if you watch Kill Bill, 
where like it, yeah. it shifts to like black and white. Like, and yes. it, you know, it's like one of yes. those things like it like, it like sucks you right in. Cause I, I watched it back too. And, and that, that moment is so like, Oh wait, that's awesome. Like it, like it's, yeah. it's a very, like your cool parents could have been walking by and they would have been like, like what is happening. Right. It like yeah. brings you, yes. It just brings you in. And it's just, it's really cool. That's a, a great one. Big fan. To comment on something you said, you talked about the droids in particular scanning. I thought one of my favorite lines of this whole, and it's like, it's just stupid humor, but maybe because I'm a dad now, I like really think it's funny, but where they're like, uh, it happens just before the bridge, but the droids come up on the top of the hill where Cham has like blown up all these other droids. And they're like, oh, look, it's the head of BB, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And he's like, oh yeah, no wonder he got blown up. He wasn't, he wasn't an independent thinker like us. And they all go, Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger, Roger. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was so good. And and they're they're paving, you know, some of the sentiment for what you would see in in episode three. I remember being, you know, in middle school watching Revenge of the Sith. And when Obi-Wan and Anakin crash in the Confederacy hangar and they get out and, you know, they just start destroying droids. And like then they pan over. It's like a throwaway laugh. But the droids are going like, oh, like, you know, like. And I remember being like, what? Like, they're droids. Like, why would, like, they don't have personality. They can't feel it, you know, because the only thing that we had seen up to that point was battle droids on Naboo that, like, you blow up the one big ship and they're done. And in Attack of the Clones, where they're just fighting and you don't see any, like, individuality, any purpose. And I think it's cool that they use Clone Wars to almost retcon some of this stuff and go, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, we learned from our mistake of the one ship and now they're all independently programmed. And like it's such a throwaway little thing, but I think it's so right, funny. but they they bring it back a couple times. They like, do. Man, after the Naboo crisis, like we had to go independent. <laughs> after that little slave boy blew everything up. <laughs> after- <laughs> uh, yes. And which I thought was cool and then they liberate Ryloth, you know, Cham comes in and does his whole line of, you know, Watt Tambor goes, what are the terms of surrender? And he goes, unconditional, which I thought was so cool. And so Cham of just like, to your point you talked about earlier, like we, the only thing we're going to accept is like you to give up completely and to lead. Like there's no middle ground here. This is our land. Get in or get out. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Sam, overall thoughts, anything that we missed on this arc? Before we put this thing to bed, um, I'm sure there's something that we missed. Um, like, I mean, like I said before, I I think this is just a great encapsulation of the show. Um, kind of has just little bits from each one. There are other arcs that do the little bits better, uh, but this is one of the best ones that brings all three, or that brings all of them together. Uh, and just makes makes me excited uh, to kind of go back to talking about it more often um, with you. Um, just being able to kind of just, you know, I like evaluating it through a critical lens, but also just from a lens of enjoyment. Um, I just really loved watching this the other night. I was like, man, this is so great. Like, yeah. I've seen this episode five times already, and I'm just happy to watch it again because it's actually really good. Uh, I don't always enjoy watching Bombad Jedi, but I do enjoy watching this one. So. Right. I'm with you, Sam. And why, why do we do this, right? That Clone Wars, to the people that are sitting here going, man, why would you do, you know, commentary on a show that stopped airing, you know, a year and a half ago? And these episodes came out, you know, 
a long time ago. 14 I was years just ago. Doing it 14 years ago. And in my mind, it's, it's, it's the thing that for you and me, it's, there's like historical and like institutional memory that takes you right back to being, you know, a 13 year old kid watching star Wars again, or, you know, 14 year old kid watching star Wars. And uh, you know, it's why you can watch this same episode five times, five times and get enjoyment every single time because of what you know that's come already, but also just enjoying it for what it is. So Sam, I'm, I was pumped to watch this arc and I'm excited for whatever arc we end up doing next. I feel like you said it earlier, season one, they're kind of finding their way. I, I took a quick glance and just looked, yeah, look, there it is. And you have the beautiful Blu-ray edition for all of our YouTube uh, watchers that are watching right now. Sam's a big Blu-ray guy. Big Blu-ray. Love my physical media. The day the cloud crashes is the day that Sam Caldwell will laugh at the masses for... The day that the machines rise up and revolt and turn off Disney+. Plus. I'm going to be driving yeah. to Illinois to watch. I mean, unless we want to do the Cad Bane arc, I think uh, I think landing at Point Rain in the second battle of Geonosis is coming up wow. next. I'm telling you, we only get better from here as the episodes go season one so many good things laid such a great groundwork season two and on in my mind just continues to go up into the right so uh sam thank you so much for jumping on tonight seriously i know it's been a long week i know we've been talking about doing this show forever it's only monday it's only monday man it feels (laughs) so good to get this done and to you know be able to talk about this thank you to everyone that stuck around and listened this long and listened to the ramblings of two you know guys that just love star wars and, and love listening to it thank you to everyone who listens regularly to rule the galaxy literally so much fun getting to do this all the time if you don't follow us on twitter already follow us on twitter at rule the galaxy sw we're also same on facebook so if you're not oh, on facebook okay. get your mom to go follow us on um, right. at rule the galaxy get your crazy Plus, aunt to go follow us get your crazy aunt barb to go follow us on there uh we're also on facebook and if you have questions and or any sort of feedback and you say, hey, uh, you know, talk about this arc. Or, or if you have an arc in particular that you would say, man, I wish. Or an episode. Bozos, or an episode, man. I wish these bozos would talk about this arc in particular. And uh, if you have any feedback on stuff that we missed out of this one, you can email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. Once again, that's rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter. Sam, real quick, give everybody your Twitter handle so they can tweet at you I, i'm real easy i'm at chopper base it's at my chopper rebel base. season three uh callback for you so i'm at just chopper base no caps no spaces i like that that's it yeah very cool i don't well, post everyone, a lot but i i like a lot of rule the galaxy stuff so you know what you said it earlier you're not a spoiler guy the stuff that i do on twitter is i just go follow alfie molinero and I just watch what he retweets and he posts. And that's how I stay up to date because he's a spoiler guy and he lives go. for that kind of stuff. So loves, uh, loves the spoilers. you know what? Loves it. Can't get enough of it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, always fun. We'll have another episode of Roll the Galaxy dropping here really soon. But until then, may the force be with you.